0: Welcome to Glass Talk, Canada's podcast for the architectural glass industry. Now, here's your host, Patrick Flannery.
1: Hi, everyone. Woo, fun one today with uh, Rich Pareko uh, from Construction Creative. Uh, Rich Pareko is probably better known to many of you as a a frequent writer in Glass Canada. Uh, He's done our uh, BEC reports from the Building Envelope Conference in Las Vegas for many years and will again once those are happening again. Um, And uh, recently, Rich has taken over the back page column uh, of the magazine uh, following the retirement of Frank Fulton. Uh, after many years so uh, Rich has got some big shoes to fill but I think he's more than capable and uh, Rich and I just had a really a lively and great conversation about uh, uh, many of the issues and things that we see in the industry and things that people do and 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 don't do we talk about obviously about him and uh, and some of his background just to get you familiar with uh, the guy you're going to be reading in the in the back page of the magazine and uh you know, after uh, oh, close to 15 years now in the industry, Rich has, uh, you know, just got lots of insights and experience uh, to share. So, hope you enjoy my conversation with uh, Rich Pareco from Construction Creative. I am very excited today to be joined by Rich Pareco. How you doing, Rich? I'm doing great. How's yourself? I am awesome. Rich, longtime friend of the magazine, he's been writing for this thing since before I got involved uh, for glass, uh, glass Canada Magazine. Uh, a man with a, uh, a wealth of knowledge of uh, of the, the the architectural glass industry, uh, especially on the uh, marketing and communication side. Rich, why don't you give us the rundown on on your background, your involvement, uh, and uh, and some of the things you've done in the glass industry?
0: Sure, no problem. So I've been in the glass industry uh, since 2003. I cut my teeth with Garibaldi glass here in Vancouver. I was the marketing manager for about five years. And uh, then I got pink eye and I had pink eye for for about a month. And, and they ended up sending me home and I was working at home for a couple of weeks. And I got this idea, hey, I could do this all the time. And a couple months later, I went out on my own. So that was 14 years ago, and uh, ever since then, I've been a freelance writer for Annex. Annex is my oldest customer. Uh, I started with them, I believe, in 13 year with you, 13 years ago. Uh, that was actually with Chris Galcos. That was yeah. back in 2008. Yeah and uh and then uh, yeah i've been a freelancer ever since uh, i've been done 70 articles uh on-site uh, field assignments i've done interviews i've done project case studies i've been writing columns for uh fenestration review and now glass canada magazine and uh yeah i've been working with with some of the biggest names in in the industry from Binswanger glass pfg hardtongue agalite um, Green Lights, the NGA, Canadian Glass Association, so on and so forth. Administration Association of BC. Definitely been keeping busy and and keeping myself as rounded as possible. That rarest of all things, a uh, a, a a writer with a niche in
1: architectural glass. That is that is that is something else. You're 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 one of a kind,
0: Rich. Probably it probably in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in Canada. There's a there's a couple a couple in the states. My my yeah. good friend and colleague Max Perlstein. You know, I always Max. have to put a plus yes. Yeah. Max is Max is my mentor and my um, definitely uh, what I one of the people I as, aspire to be he is yeah. uh, definitely a legend in this industry.
1: But but you've got a little more edge than Max, Rich. He's <laughs> Max is really friendly to everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I this is one of the things is you know you got to pick. When you're, when you're writing, you have to pick a side, and you kind of have to stick to it. If you want to be interesting, you have to you have, to have an opinion, and you have to make it interesting. And if it's just vanilla, it's boring. And, you know, one of, I, I listen, and I, I'm a big follower of Seth Godin, and he says, good is boring, and boring is bad. And mm. it's true. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in order to be interesting, you need to add some sizzle and, and a little flavor and, and sometimes as uh, yet to get me in trouble. We'll see how this interview goes. <laughs> well, and we'll see how your new
1: column goes, because your, yes. your, your, latest, your latest thing is, uh, as you know, uh, the, the immortal uh, Frank Fulton. Uh, uh shocked us all by stepping down uh well it wasn't a shock. i mean you know frank had done it for 10 years uh mm-hmm. stepped down as uh, as our back page columnist uh, at the end of last year um i've turned the uh, i've turned the space over to you our, our that's rich column which mo- which was is moving basically from from fenestration review which is the magazine for the window and door manufacturers over to glass canada and uh, and 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 you 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 took your you took your uh, uh, a great risk that I was that I was entertained to see right off the bat by by immediately extolling the virtues of plexiglass. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, no, I know. I know. I took a risk, but you know what? Hey, that's a great segue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I literally today just published a, another blog on COVID and on COVID shields. And and honestly, uh, bef- uh, the, the gentleman I was speaking with was a branch manager for Binswanger Glass. He is a branch manager. His name is Jason mm-hmm. And And so before the pandemic, he had not produced one sneeze guard. Never, never in his career. Right. Over the last year, we have a. I just posted a gallery, probably of I don't know forty or fifty different projects that they've done. Big projects: courthouses, dealerships, jewelers, grocery stores, you name it. Dentist's office. If it, if it's open for business, they typically have sneeze guards. And yeah, polycarbonate and acrylic. I was taught by somebody I had mentioned earlier in this conversation that that uh, poly and acrylic were were four letter words, they were the enemy. And I believe that for pretty much my entire career up until March last year. Yeah. And then that's when I got the call that we're doing these things called, we called them uh, retail guards or retail shields or something like that. Yeah. And uh, and then, and so, you know, everybody's panicking, everything was going crazy. So we ran with it. And, and something that should have taken four weeks, eight weeks took four days. And we launched this product line and never looked back. And and honestly, it was one of the biggest, most successful campaigns it still is that, I, that I've ever worked on. So, you know, I'll, I'll repeat the headline. Thank God for polycarbonate because it, it helped my family. I know it helped so many other families. It's not great for the float business, but. But, you know, one of the good things about all this is that that temporary, those temporary guards, that was really to get out there and, and put in for retail essential workers. And now they're being swapped out. They got all scratched up. They've been yellowed through UV yep. and through all the cleaning and everything else. So they're gradually being uh, swapped out. And one of the cool things that I had had just discovered is that, so, some what some of these companies are opting for is like almost like a convertible or removable option where they're putting the channels in the wall and on the desktops and everything else. And then the, it is poly, even though you can use tempered or slimy or whatever, um, it just slides right in there. So if there is an outbreak or if there's uh, COVID, if there's uh, rules and regulations in place, you can put it in. And then if, you know, when it, when it settles down, you can take it out. And then for future cold and flu season, same thing. You can slide it in and out. So you don't need to have this per, a permanent uh, solution, but you also can have something better than these crappy freestanding, you know, plastic shields. Right. Yeah. So, so they're evolving, which is great uh, because you know, if I was a doctor's office or a dentist's office, I would sure be putting framing in my receptionist a reception area and keeping keeping things closed off. You know, it would be a no brainer.
1: Yeah, and that that's what struck me. I guess the advantage of the poly really is is the lightness uh, of it, right? It it just makes it that much easier to to install and to remove when 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 the time comes because everybody expects. You know, and so, I mean, while you could put a nice sheet of glass in there uh, and it would be more permanent and it wouldn't yellow uh, and it would resist the scratching a little bit better, um, you're, or a lot better, um, you're, you know, it, it is going to have at least the feel of a feel of a, of a much more permanent thing. So, I mean, what, do you, what are you going to do, right? I mean, Polly's pretty much the answer.
0: Well, and it depends. There's an application. This is one of the great things. And this is why I always recommend people, you know, because there's pros and cons of all of the above. Obviously, I'm a glass person. That's where my heart is. I, I bleed glass like, like you and like everybody else does. And I will never bad it. But there is a time and a place where poly is more applicable. Uh, in, a, in you know, I'm thinking about a grocery store where literally they can throw a couple screws into the checkout stand and be done with it. It's a five minute jump. And then you don't need to worry about safety. There's not a worry about, you know, even tempered glass, it may not cut you, but if it falls on you, you're sure gonna feel it. So, you know, there are the, the lightweight of, of, of some of these other materials can't really be ignored. So you know the future is in glass, but right now, poly and, and and acrylic have definitely served their purpose.
1: I got a guy on the window side, uh, uh, Coltec uh, actually is the name of them out in uh, out in uh, Halifax, um, and they are uh, well, sorry near Halifax. They're they're in another part of Nova Scotia. Name is escaping me, and they um it, they they adapted some windows, <laughs> and they were they've been selling they've been they've been doing well like you say that that was an opportunity for those that move um you know because because they really sold a lot of these shields they they started out with basically one of their win- regular window designs complete with vinyl frame and slider and everything and uh and 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 that was a little bit not optimal because the the frame was too thick right to really look good or, or right. really do what mm-hmm. you want in in a in a, in a Environment, so they sold a few of those, but then they 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 got their guys on it and and made a new you know thin frame. And of course, it doesn't have to be insulating or anything like that. So, so you, can, you yeah. know, you can make a much smaller profile, and uh, and they and they they they've sold a, a crap load of them. they, yep. <laughs> they did a really yep. nice little line for them in the in, and now they've got it on their website. You know, they've branded it. They've got it yep. on the website. You know, the whole thing.
0: Well, this is it, and you know, it's not—it's a good investment uh, for them and for other companies that are thinking about doing it. Because, as I as I mentioned earlier, even if COVID settles down, which please, Lord, let it settle yeah, down, please. you know, let's get this, yeah. Uh, but you know, there's still still will be flu and cold seasons in the future. So, uh, having these things, uh, even if they're not up all the time, and being able to uh, transition them in and out, it's it, it makes a lot of sense. And and you know, so further to your point about uh, the window profile being used so storefront, I've seen a, a bunch of da- adaptations storefront uh, channels are being used. or uh, another option that they're doing are, are fully framed. They actually have mill workers in in some of their shops who are building these furniture quality wood frames for restaurants and, and there was a courthouse that they did recently where um, so defendants and witnesses and other people that are part of the court proceedings you know they don't always sit where they need to sit so they they develop these uh, barriers that are on caster wheels that they can wheel ah. right up to them and move it around so the portable movable shields and, and you know I really think that this is this is going to continue to grow it's not going to go away anytime soon so if you're slow, you know the, this is an option for for companies to look at. Another option that I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of movement and activity is, is sh- uh, showers. You yeah. know, uh, people as as uh, everybody's talked about. You know, certain industries have been hit really, really hard. Uh, we don't need to go all through those. Everybody knows who they are. Yeah. But every other industry, people typically have disposable income right now. They can't travel, you know, people buying pets and dogs is through the roof. Furniture. I just bought, I mentioned it in my column, uh, we bought a, a couch in October. I believe it's supposed to come here in April. And, and so, you know, with all this demand and, and, um, you know, just backlog going on, people have, um, well, they, they have extra disposable income and, and they're investing in things like showers. That's where I was going with it. And, and so shower enclosures are a booming industry. People are looking for home rentals. We got a natural gas fireplace. It was 10 weeks for that, yeah. for, for delivery. We're still waiting so, for our fridge ordered in November. Yeah, Yeah. So exactly. So people, people that are working that haven't missed a beat or at least haven't missed much of a beat. Um, They are looking to spend in in areas, home improvement being one of them. So shower doors, you know, for any glass company, same thing that are uh, that are slow right now. That is an area that lead times are up and demand is up. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's definitely something to look into. And I'm recommending anybody that's in the business to, to look at that.
1: Well, and I loved your I loved your call your next column coming out. I I I can go ahead and preview because I've seen it. Uh, is you know that that was that was the big hit, and I I loved your point about you know <laughs> some people see shower doors and they see you know uh, it's a it's a piece of glass, whatever. It's you know it's not even really engineered. Uh, and and you said you know you you're just you're seeing lammy, you're seeing cutouts, you're seeing. Uh, 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 fancy hardware. I, I mean, it, it, it's as a value add, it doesn't get a lot better than that.
0: You read my mind. It, it, value add is the key word. So the great things about shower doors are edge work, holes, yeah. notches, hinges, hardware. And that, that's a basic shower. If you get into some of these wet rooms or steam rooms, then you're looking at, you know, you have a transom. Uh, some, of the, some of the wet rooms are pretty cool. So that's a, a relatively new concept, which I think is pretty cool. They take a section of the bathroom, typically a standalone tub and a shower faucet, sometimes two shower faucets. And, and they basically section it off with, it's like a giant, giant shower. They section it off with a glass door, a couple of side lights and and put a drain in the floor and it turns into basically a shower room aka the the wet room and then they, they have uh, the the toilet and everything off to the side or in a completely different area and and you know some of these new designs and it's not just the real high-end showers um i mean obviously generally new construction and whatnot but there are some renovations and and they're pretty cool. If you got the space, a double shower or a wet room, yeah, you, yeah. way to go. They don't actually put the
1: toilet in the room, though, right? Because I know. Well, the, uh, there was is one, one. There, in the shower thing.
0: Like there, <laughs> there's one that I saw that had it had a ba- had a toilet in with the oh. uh, wet room, and I was like, oh, that's nasty. That's <laughs> nasty. But it was pretty cool. They silicone the floor. The whole the whole this whole bathroom was completely silicone, floor to ceiling. Is insane
1: nice nice mm-hmm. well it's great it's great work if you can get it and, uh, and, and like mm-hmm. you say, a lot of people now can hey listen circling back i i i i said the word branding a little while ago and 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 yes. and, and something 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 you and i have had many conversations about is is um how glass companies do and do not uh, uh market themselves and, and and get their message out there
0: mm-hmm.
1: rich you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, what, what it just, I'll tell you, let's, let's, let's approach it this way. What's, what's, what's the top two or three mistakes you see people making with their, with their, with their
0: approach to market, with their, with their, with their communications or even. Well, the top so, one. Okay. And, and, and so maybe mistakes is the word that I'm wrestling with, but I do know, and, and we have talked about this multiple times. There is a number of companies out there that they like to say the words and I, I don't get it. We like to go below the radar. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I, I don't understand how, why or how, or how that's sustainable and, and what the, the, the strategy on that is, yeah. uh, you know, in order to grow. And even if you don't want to grow, the problem is with that strategy, when things get slow, mm-hmm. then you're in catch up mode. Mm-hmm. And it's, tr- it's very, very, very difficult to, to catch up from that. So, you know, I, I mean, you don't need to be, I, everything I do, I do loud and I try to do it as noisy as possible. So as many people can hear it, cause that's just the na- my nature mm-hmm. and I'm an extrovert and I'm in marketing that's what I do. And, and, and I can understand that that wouldn't be uh, every business owner or sales and marketing manager's goal is, is to make a big splash with everything single thing but to go below the radar and not do anything i mean you and i have talked about how sometimes even even getting people to comment and i know other readers I, you know i work we, we work with writers across the industry and everybody says the same thing there are companies that are willing to play ball and they, they will ever more than happy to put a comment or, 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 or whatnot. And then there's other companies that are just quiet. And, and Wait, I honestly don't offered, get it.
1: They're, they're offered the opportunity, right. And they, and it's they, free and it's free. Yeah, free it's free national press, right. In some cases, and, 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 and they'll walk away from it.
0: So, <sighs> this is where it comes down to the entrepreneurial spirit. And I, uh, there are some companies, uh, local companies, Vitrum, Garibaldi, they get it. They know, they do some really awesome, awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. There are some much larger companies. I'm not going to say their names. They are fabricators and, and, if there is a beautiful project uh, you've assigned me multiple projects that they have provided product on and I can work with their. I try to work with their local branches and then they push me to their headquarters and then their headquarters takes five days to get back to me. And then they want to be on the interview and it just makes it very, very, very difficult to do business with. And I think it really comes down to those words. Some of these companies also have a reputation for, being difficult to do business with, right? And so, I mean, that really is what it comes down to their philosophy. If they're difficult to do business with for free advertising for for doing a a, a case study and on one of their projects, um, then how are they to buy product yeah. from? And how are they for after sales service? Yeah. You know, and so on and so forth. Because it really seems to be a cultural thing.
1: Yeah, it's just a you know, I, I, I've heard, I've heard all kinds of wild stuff, you know, people, people being paranoid about their secrets being found out by their, by their uh, uh, competition, which I, come on folks. I mean, really, we're not, you know, we're, we're mostly not dealing with the nuclear launch codes here. Um, And uh, you know, everybody has a pretty good idea of what everybody else is doing. Um, And, uh, and, and all the way down to, I I've actually had people say they don't want to be on the government's radar.
0: (laughs) Right. And yeah, I can, I can understand some of that. I can understand some of that, but you know, they're not looking, they're not mining our publications for that type of information. And, you know, for the most part, if you have a website, then all this information is out there anyways. So, you know, my strategy then is, is fair enough. If you don't want to play ball, move on to the next company that does. And you know, that's what we do. That's that's. And you know, the, the, the thing, the
1: thing I, and it's time for me to get on uh, my hobby horse here, I guess a little bit as well is, um, you know, I, I used to do advertising writing. I was, a, I was an ad writer for a while. Uh, you're, you, you've been doing it now uh, as, a, as a profession. Um, the, 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 the biggest thing that resonated to me that I learned in this business is, is in your marketing communications, you can't be talking to yourself. You can't be delivering a message that's only of relevance to you the focus and everything that you're saying has to be on the customer. Has to be on the person that you're buying. What is what is it about dealing with you that is going to enhance their experience? That's going to make that's going to make them happier. Okay, and 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 that's the mistake. And see, a lot of people in this industry are skeptical about marketing and about advertising because ah, it doesn't ah, it doesn't work. I I, I put that ad and it didn't get anything. I I I I I did that you know radio spot or or, or whatever and it didn't do anything, right? A lot of that is on a lot of that is on the content. So so I mean I mean to 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 plug to plug the rich parecos of the world and the construction mm. creatives of the world. Yes, get some help, right? Yes. Get mm-hmm. some help with the content. You'll be amazed at the difference it
0: makes. Yes. And 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 I mean to that point, I hundred percent agree. Nothing times nothing is nothing. And and so uh one of the best things I've done over the last couple of months, I've, I've been rebranding myself and and I can see, I monitor all the analytics and metrics and everything else. When I am posting, I mean, this this is across the line. It's not just for me. It's for all my customers as well. When we are working and, and putting product content out there, mm-hmm. you can see leads go up, uh, impressions go up. Mm-hmm. Um, likes go up, followers go up, every uh, all the metrics go go up. If I take a long weekend, which I don't very often, or if I take a holiday, which I haven't in two or three years now, which is a little bit nuts. Any decent holiday, at least, um, you can come back and you can look at the metrics and you can see that everything has gone down. There is, I I just wrote it on on um, on LinkedIn today. I stole it from my my colleague Jason Tomlinson. Effort equals opportunity. And that applies for marketing, you know, it's marketing across the board marketing and advertising, because if you put some effort and opportunity effort and energy into that. It will produce opportunity. It's proven. I, I can show you, this is one of the great things about online marketing as well, is that you can see, you can produce the reports immediately. You can see real time what's going on. Yeah. And, and, And so this is, I mean, a lot of it could be a generational thing uh, as well, because sometimes uh, people that aren't as computer savvy don't necessarily get uh, that I can see who is opening my emails. I can see how often they're being opened, if they're being forwarded, what's being clicked on. You can look at these things called heat maps and and you can tell on an email or on a web page or whatever, what is hot and what is not. Yeah. So you emphasize the things that are working and then you change the things that are not, yeah. you know, uh, Seth, Seth Godin, and to steal another phrase from him, he says, you know, you throw the things up against the wall, whatever sticks you keep and whatever falls to the ground, you just move on from. Yeah. And so I, I made a career throwing things against the wall. Yeah. So, um, that's that, that's 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 just a bit that's just
1: a big thing that you and i have talked about many many times is that is mm. is, is, is the marketing the marketing approach in this industry and and how it should get better another another well a, a newer thing that we've been talking about is um is what this and, and i guess circling back a bit to our discussion on the barriers uh what's the long-term effect uh rich of, 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 of this pandemic and i i, I mean i i you know, I always worked from home, so it hasn't been a big change for me. But I've watched my wife come back here and work from home. And well, she, she, she doesn't like it as much, she, she's anxious to get back to the office. But I, uh, my sense is there's a lot of people out there uh, that, that, that are not keen to get back. And my sense is also that there's a lot of companies out there that are going, we, we were maintaining this office space basically out of inertia because it's how we've always done things and we had the lease anyways and so on and so forth. Now we've made this trend. We we always wondered about how much working from home could be feasible. Now we've made the effort, made the investment in, in people's laptops, et cetera, et cetera, to, to, to get them home. We found that it hasn't impacted anything uh, to a very great extent in a lot of cases, a lot of cases, not all cases, Mm -hmm. certainly Mm -hmm. not, among our certainly not among our readers, you can't you can't build mm-hmm. it, you can't build curtain wall in it in, in your house exactly. But 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 the our readers customers uh, mm-hmm. uh, certainly are 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 in that category. Uh, a banker, what, what's a what's yes. a banker need to be in an office for? Exactly, they, they got a computer with an internet connection, they're all set. Yep. Um, yep. I know my brother's one, and, right. and and they so so, but what is the impact, Rich? down the road on commercial vacancies in these office towers that we, and, 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 and multi, you know, uh, smaller building part five buildings. What, what's the, what, what's the impact long-term on that sort of thing?
0: So we got our kid a magic eight ball for Christmas and I'm looking at it right now and it says the future is uncertain. <laughs> and I have no doubt about that. It is, um, it's a, it's a real tough one. I've been working at home for 14 years, as I mentioned. And, and honestly, that's part of my secret is working from home. There is, you know, again, that's, that's me. That's a, it's a, a sample of one person for me. It works extremely well because I don't get caught down in, uh, in, in endless meetings and, and just uh, the minutia of working in an office with all the distractions. Yeah. There's distractions at home. But I also know that if I don't get the job done, I don't get paid. So that's my motivation. Poverty is my motivation for somebody that is maybe in a salary that has a permanent full-time job and has a bum in a seat. Yeah. I could see that being an issue for a manager that they want to make sure that Tim is getting the job done when Tim has a reputation of dogging it. Yeah. So I can see that being of an issue. So it's messy, but going forward, right now the writing today is on the wall is does not look good so uh, just this week i just saw it yesterday apparently salesforce salesforce salesforce.com is now offering a work from anywhere option not work from home work from anywhere so they don't care where you go you can just work from anywhere you want to go mobile mobile device mobile app based cloud cloud server yeah Totally. I mean, it's all Zoom and, and everything else. I So some of my customers, I got uh, Binswanger Glass is out of Memphis. I've never been to Binswanger Glass. Never. Right. never It's in, in, since 2012. I've never been there. Right. Uh, uh, you know, my uh, heart tongue, I worked with them for 11 years. I hadn't been down to Seattle in three years. Right. And I've got lo- lots of customers. I've never been to their corporate, corporate um headquarters i meet them at these shows this is one of the beautiful things about you know trade shows and conventions and whatnot is that then you get the, the face-to-face time yeah. but you know anyways moving forward though hp is another one so i read in the same article yesterday uh apparently cushman and wakefield says there's 14 million square feet of office office a vacant office space in san francisco that's what i'm that's the equivalent of ten Salesforce towers. That's just in one town. Scotia Bank is moving out of Toronto's second tallest skyscraper. They're in the top uh, top floor. And so 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 here's my thing. You have all this going on. There, there is a move. there, there is. Uh, I'm calling an exodus. Again, I'm, I'm doing the sizzle. So you know, I'm, I'm getting, getting some interest, and, and, and you know, moving to the country and everything else. There definitely, is, there is a trend here. You can see, uh, real estate prices in the interior of BC are going up. Penticton, Kelowna, uh, the Okanagan in general. People are moving out of Vancouver and out of Metro Van and moving into the interior. So the prices in Metro Vancouver are still roughly the same. Um, rental vacancies are actually going up, which is a good thing because we're really, really low. Uh, but what's happening is, is driving up the prices in the Okanagan, which is not a bad thing. I mean, it's better than crashing any day of the week, uh, but there is a trend where people are moving out of town. And so, so moving forward, uh, I went to the NGA technical conference last week, and there was a lot of chatter about uh, codes. Obviously it's a big, big topic for that conference. And um, Vancouver and Toronto are two of the cities that are leading that charge to be the greenest cities in the world and and have all these extremely strict building codes. And I know this could be controversial and and could rub people the wrong way. However, I kind of believe that it's tone deaf, that you you have Scotiabank moving out of the top floor of the second largest tower in in, uh, Toronto, and then you have the city saying, If you want to build another tower it needs to be uh exponentially more energy efficient Mm -hmm. than it was before so if i was a billionaire uh investor i'd be thinking am i going to build a tower in in vancouver or toronto where honestly you're almost demon demonized by the uh the public that lives there the city the, the city uh everybody involved you're a demon versus if you take that money and invest it in say India or someplace else you get a better return and you don't get the headache Mm -hmm. and so I I, uh, my concern obviously we're going to find different uses for for product especially for glass and glazing is it going to be in 40 or 60 story towers I don't know I'm not sure this is what I want this is what I want people to think about
1: is is how does your business change when when you're not facade guy on a on a uh, you know 60 stories up on a tower uh, anymore? You are low-rise guy, low low-density uh, office space guy uh, out in the burbs. Uh, you 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 now are are having to travel three hours, two hours, whatever to your to your job site. Mm um that you're not on site for as long it's a smaller project um it's smaller uh deliveries per project although the margins can be good Mm -hmm. um it's uh it's different product for sure that you're that you're delivering uh for the most part um thinner stuff uh probably a little less curtain wall you know that kind of thing um and and you know I, I think these are the thoughts that people that people might might need to be might need to be turning over in their heads as, as how their business model is going to shift because like you say and, and although interestingly that build even out in the burbs will have to be green you know yep. you're going to have to yep. you're going to have to hit totally. all hit all the hit all the standards out there and there actually could be more new build opportunities and and less of the maintenance uh, service stuff um, it, it's just the, 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 the downtown high density tower. Uh, I, I, I think they I think they might be predominantly residential,
0: you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, but, definitely. You know, I mean, it's a scary thought and, and I agree. I, I mean, uh, density is dead. The, the open air concept, sorry, open office concept is yeah. dead, yeah. you know, rest in peace because, uh, my wife, uh, you know, we will not go there, but I know some people very closely, <laughs> who had an open air office, uh, open uh, office concept. And it, you know, I can only imagine, I, I can't imagine. Oh. I, I wouldn't be able to survive in an uh, open office. And so, so open offices, towers, all these things, I'm with you, P- the uh, companies are going to need to pivot and whether or not gay okay, in, in uh, residential and the burbs could be one. Um, Hospitals and healthcare is another one. Schools, education is another area that is still gonna need some some glass and glazing. You know, if anything, they might be need more. Uh, you know, if architects and designers are designing COVID barriers into the new norm, mm-hmm. interior glass. You know, interior glass is, is I've heard uh, from one of the biggest companies in in North America that there is a much as as much glass inside of a commercial tower as there is on the outside of a commercial tower. So if, if that's true, going forward, you can see that 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 ratio is actually going to increase because they're going to need more dividers and more barriers and and things like that. So, so interior glass is is still going to be a thing. It's just going to be, I agree. It's not going to go up as much, at least for the short term, you know, (laughs) this will pass like everything and and you know 5 to 10 years from now it's anybody's bet we could definitely we could be right back into building we've had you know the spanish flu that's just a bad bad memory in in the history books for most people so this will be it as well but for the next 5 to 10 years yeah. it, it people are going to have ptsd and, there, you know, I know people that are working from home that won't want. So there's going to be reluctance from the actual workers. And, and I'm sure that includes uh, management as well. So, so it's it's scary. It's scary. But as long as, um, you know, demand is still up there. I, I do. I've been talking with a lot of different companies and, and uh, you know, for one, lead times are out. Yeah. Um, which is you know there's a number of different factors on that a lot of it is just you know logistics and and not necessarily shortages but the supply chain as we were referring to earlier with with all these other different products the supply chain for glass is no different it's been strained and uh and and but it's at least it hasn't collapsed like in some other areas no you're right and demand demand is demand is there um the the
1: permits are are still fine thank god Uh, thank god so so i i that 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 i don't think is an issue on the supply (laughs) chain issue and this this ties together beautifully rich two things that we have talked about Mm -hmm. Uh, the uh the 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 demonization of uh companies uh, who would like to be doing business in this sector uh, and, uh, and the supply chain uh, uh, ideas. Uh, I'm sure you've been following, uh, as we all have, the trials and tribulations of poor Xinyi, who uh, yeah. very kindly wanted to build a, uh, a $400 million uh, float glass plant in uh, right, right around here, right, it's, it's, it's an hour away from me here, uh, not, not an hour, uh, 45 minutes away from me here in Southern Ontario um they they that is their second attempt their first attempt was was not far away from that in guelph uh and then they they tried again in stratford uh in both cases they ran up against these well i i can't even i i can't even i won't even describe them uh uh, nimby groups who uh you know raised frankly completely spurious environmental concerns about it um and uh and the councils just caved they just folded you know, of course, and, and, of and, course. and, you know, no, no, no approvals for, for anything. Stratford even took uh, what, what, what I would categorize as a cowardly approach in, 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 uh, in, uh, you know, claiming that they were suspending the discussions over COVID, you know, right. and, you know, it just right. it beggars the imagination and everybody can go and read Jenny's statement on their, on their website, which I, I, I think reading between the lines says right here, Rich, it, it first of all wouldn't it be better to have float glass production in canada especially given what we've seen with being reliant on foreign uh like 100% reliant i'm not saying no global trade but but wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't it be helpful to at least have someone doing float glass in canada
0: yes okay so i need to tread lightly because i'll get get political really really quickly and i promised myself i wouldn't get political today but uh, yes, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's the same with uh, pipelines. It's the same with... Uh, I, uh, one of my analogies is that I tell people, you know what the Coquihalla Highway is, by chance, in BC? Uh, yeah, the, sure. okay. heard of it. Okay. yeah, Imagine building the Coquihalla Highway in 2021. Oh. You wouldn't do it. It wouldn't. There'd be protests. There'd be uh, all sorts of issues going on. There's no way that that would happen. So the same sort of thing has happened. The Kens and Karens have spoken. You know, it's and and the whole cancel culture is a very touchy topic because I don't want to get canceled. You next next thing you know is they're protesting annex and Rich Braco gets the boot. But oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, it's it's a, it was a four hundred million dollar investment, uh, jobs, uh, technology. You know, think about the tech—the tech that they would have brought to Canada that would have inevitably been shared and whatnot. Um, so, you know, more choice for locally sourced, Canadian-produced, high-efficiency, um, high—you know—energy-saving products. And and so, you know, this is a time when when there's a trillion-dollar deficit in in, uh, in Ottawa. Yeah, Ontario has its huge, uh, huge zone uh, debt, and and so you know they're talking about embodied uh energy and embodied carbon and uh you know getting product from a to b locally sourced product well this is going to be in canada yeah and and people just don't get okay well where else are we going to get it we're going to have to import it from the states and it's going to have to be trucked up just mm-hmm. like oil you yeah. know we're still going to use it yeah but we're going to ship it in from countries that don't have the same environmental and human rights records that we do put, but, it on a train, put it on a truck yeah exactly yeah you know out, out of sight out of mind and and this is unfortunately the way that we are going and uh, i don't have the answer to it, it, it see it's the, the 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 most curious thing is everybody i talk to day to day We are, we, you know, I, I, I'm not the same as so many people, but this is a topic that we agree on and, but evidently we're still in the minority because trends are going in the opposite direction.
1: Well, what, and what you, what you, what you get in these situations is, is, is people coming in from outside who have no, you know, frankly, background or appreciation for any of this. The charge in Stratford was led by a Celtic musician. Okay like yeah. I, like like let's get real i, I mean yeah. you know, the, 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 this is this is where this is the, these are the people who who, who seem to feel they, they they know better and and i mean you know i i, I looked at a lot of the posts that, like genie was very transparent they, mm-hmm. they 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 had all of the videos of their presentations to stratford council up on the up on their website um, um you know like you say this this factory was full of extremely cool tech and mm-hmm. obviously they had they had had to jump through all of the environmental hoops before they could even get to this. They, they wouldn't have done this if they weren't if they weren't hitting the standards that are in place. And you know you can have the argument about whether those standards are 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 enough or right or wrong or whatever. But you know it, certainly with the tech that 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 Zinni was going to bring with that, um, their plant was going to be far less impactful than than all of the other factories around this around totally. province. You know.
0: So now, yeah, now we have no choice but to buy. Not, you know, you know, the, there's the whole uh, Chinese versus U.S. supplier mm-hmm. debate. But that aside from it, um, you're right. We ne- we have no choice but to buy from older factories now, wh- wh- which may or may not have um, the same, you know, or different Matt, uh, environment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so, so you know, but th- we don't have that option anymore. There, there really is a war against industry these days. And uh, I, uh, again, if I was a billionaire, I would not be looking at Canada, I would be looking at a country who would be a little bit more open to business, because right now, we are closed for business in so many different ways. And it's not just oil, or glass, it's across the board. It really, really is
1: that is a that that is a that is a grim reflection but I, I i don't think you're off base rich we're running out of time i wanted to hit one more thing before we before we go um another another thing we've we, we've been doing uh our shows and conferences you mentioned a couple you've been to um mm-hmm. what are your what are your thoughts on the online uh thing what's what's working what's not
0: so yes um it, it is <sighs> It's variable. I went to the NGA conference last uh, week, as I mentioned, that's a little bit dated now for this podcast, but um, it was great. It was fantastic. It was it was a solid day of getting in not only of education, but also some FaceTime with people that I haven't seen. Some of the you know leaders in the industry that I haven't seen in. Well, since the summer, since the last online conference that I had been to. Um, so that was great. Now, I'm going to a marketing conference, in a, uh, an online marketing conference in a week or 2 and I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, it's It doesn't replace the real thing. It, it, they're as good as what can be expected. Uh, I'd much rather do these than not do them at all. But... You know, having a five minute conversation, just like what you and I did before this podcast and, and catching up with people, you can't really replace that. And doing it in person is is even better. So, you know, as I, I mentioned before, you know, working remotely and, and catching up with people at these conferences and shows. So now that is that is a challenge, uh, I, I you know, working remotely and not having the shows to be able to go and have dinner with them and be able to spend two or three hours one on one. And and so doing the online ones uh, fill the gap, um, but I am absolutely a hundred percent looking forward to the time that we can get together in person and learn and just focus. You know, do, listening to a seminar when you have emails coming in, yeah, it's it, you just get distracted, and uh, so yeah. you need to focus. And, and and you know, it's not the way I learn. You know, and this is one of the things about having kids that I've discovered different people learn in different ways and like that really has hit home since I've been, been a father Mm -hmm. and, you know, learning on a computer on a, on a zoom, for example, is not the best way that I learn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, the, the the focus thing is there. There's something, there's something about when you're when you're actually in the room and the person, and you know that they can see you as well as you can see mm. them. You you feel a little less free to just go yeah. just go dive into your emails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Even if your laptop's but, open,
0: <laughs> you know. Saying that though, saying that there is no better time than now to support your local association, and and just because this is a time when you know uh, they're struggling, all the associations are struggling, all the conferences. Just because this is where their moneymakers are, so I encourage everybody to to attend, and and even if you can't do the whole day for top class or whatever. Uh, cherry pick the, the seminars that you want to go to and, and just, uh, you know, uh, ignore the other ones, but definitely sign up for and attend them and support the, the associations support glass Canada and support the suppliers because, you know, this is, we, we talked about supporting small business before it's the same. This is identical. This is just supporting our industry.
1: And this is, yeah. And, and the, the benefit, the benefit on the, on, on the online conferences is top glass is going to be wall-to-wall BC people this year. I know it. I yes. know. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward 21. to it. We're going to have everybody yep. from the West. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Yeah, well, I hope so. But that's, yeah. the, the, the idea being, you know, we are sure. with some of these conferences, you know, the, the, the reach now that you have because people don't have to travel is, is, is tremendously more. And, and, and you yes. get participation from all over the place, which can be very cool and you know you, it is you know, it is it is yeah so so there there's 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 some upsides um but yeah I, I i agree with you 100% i mean obviously you know nothing replaces the focused attention of being there being in the place uh and and then and the the other thing of course that happens at live conferences is you get surprised uh you you meet people you 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 didn't expect to see it's not a matter of I have to seek this person out to talk to them as it is, even in an online conference platform, you know, th- this is a matter of, well, I'm going to bump into somebody that I didn't even know. I didn't know. You yeah. know? So, so there's that. element. Well,
0: at this NGA conference last week is the, the, um, we got put into a, a breakout room and one of the attendees was uh, in uh, Italy at the time. And Ooh. it was a, uh, it was a social, t- uh, social hour. So everybody was having drinks. I was drinking non-alcohol, because I That's am right. uh, having a dry February. Oh, but, yeah. And and so, uh, but, you know, so there was the Italian factor. And then, uh, you know, I introduced myself to a couple people who immediately contacted me with, through LinkedIn afterwards. And then we had our own offline right after the meeting. So it was one of those things that, you know, you get put into this breakout sh- session. Uh, I only knew a couple of the people that were in it. And the rest of the people, I made contacts like that, that I'd never met before. And that was... You know, boom! That made it worthwhile right in, in that short, probably two-minute kind of. Segment. So it
1: can happen. It can happen. Absolutely. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. yeah, you just gotta set that. just gotta. So there you go, folks. Uh, breakout rooms for your conferences. Keep that. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. And I gotta keep that in mind for class, although we already had that planned. So that's 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 going on. Rich, we're out of time. Uh, I want to thank you very much. I, I, I think this was a nice introduction. Uh, not yes. that you need one, but but a nice introduction to you. I want everyone to check out your column at the back of the magazine. Uh, uh, that's Rich. Uh, check it out. And, and don't just read it. Send us your cards and letters. Give us that yes. back. We want to know. Uh, uh, Rich loves to hear from you. And I will forward everything. Uh, and I won't even uh, edit out the swear words. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm always, we're always looking for content, Pat and I, but I am specifically for my column. So if you are a glazing contractor and you're looking for attention, send me an email because I'm looking, always looking for content.
1: Yep. Yep. That's right. We, 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 we want your ideas and, and, and we want your feedback. So uh, with that, uh, Rich, I'm going to say thanks a lot uh, for joining Thank us. You. For my Glass Talk, And uh, we'll, uh, we'll be, we'll be doing this again. Uh, one of these days soon, I'm sure.
0: Thanks Pat. I really appreciate it. All right, bye now. Thanks for listening to Glass Talk. You can find this episode at glasscanadamag.com or on the major podcasting services. Glass Talk is a presentation of Glass Canada Magazine and Annex Business Media.